want to miss it. Amen. So don't forget, Brother and Sister Putnam will be here next week. Uh, pray with us also. Uh, we have our sectional conference this coming Saturday over in Toma. So pray uh, with us that the right people will be selected in positions of leadership and authority for the section and that God's perfect will be done. Amen. Don't forget our theme, kingdom prayer, kingdom planting equals kingdom growth. Amen. So, amen. That's what we want. To the book of 2 Timothy this morning, chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. You want to stand for the reading of God's word and honor of God's word this morning. Chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 12. Amen. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unframed faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in the remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimonies, testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. Whom have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who have abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher, and an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today, for I am. And persuaded. For I am persuaded. Amen. Father, again, we love you. We praise you again this glorious day, God, for your grace and mercy and goodness, Lord, and all there is to do, Lord. We say thank you for your presence and your spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, God, and direct us and guide us and lead us, Lord, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. For I am persuaded. Amen. Paul's letter to Timothy, his protege, seems to strike some chords here as you read both 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. 
you see, Paul is bringing about a lot of encouragement to Timothy to, to build him up. For some reason, something had gotten into Timothy that he began to lose a little of his, should I say, self-esteem. And, and as a result, it, it, reading Paul's letter is kind of like he's trying to encourage him to stay the course and to, to hold on. Even though we know this letter is being written by Paul from prison, Timothy is probably somewhat confused. He's probably a little bit uh, downtrodden because his leader is captive. And as a result of that, Paul is trying to get him to not be ashamed of being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even him, Paul's minister uh, before him. His overall purpose here is to encourage him and instruct him uh, in the works. And so he tried to get him to carry on. And so Paul is telling Timothy that I'm not ashamed. We know that in the book of Rome, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. So we must not. Uh, be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Paul goes on and tells Timothy that he's persuaded. He tells him first and foremost that he's persuaded that the faith that was in his mother and in his grandmother is in him. And so he wanted him to realize that he had a, a, a pattern here of great faith. And so and as a result of this, he wanted him to stir up that gift that had been given to him, amen, within himself, and to move forward in the things of God. You know, I've been looking at this thing called persuasion, and I'm trying to figure out how so many people can be persuaded to, to do wrong and to go against the truth of God's Word, especially in the church and against what is right. And how can so many people uh, be persuaded to join radical groups and the groups that kill and steal and destroy and, and I realize that in the scripture that Jesus has already told us that Satan, the mastermind be, behind all this, came for one purpose, was to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You see, he persuaded Eve in the garden to eat the forbidden fruit. He persuaded David to number the children of Israel. He persuaded Balaam to go into curse the children of Israel. He persuaded Judas to portray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So we see that he's the mastermind behind this thing called evil persuasion. You see, if I can persuade you, I can convince you that my way is right and your way is wrong. I can influence you or I can sway you to do what I want you to do or convert you or to make you feel that I'm more confident here uh, in, in this thing. So the enemy is going to try to persuade you at every opportunity to do wrong. But I come to tell you this morning that Jesus wants to persuade you. He wants to persuade you to do what is 
is right. Amen. In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his belly shall flow rivers of, of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit that they that believe on him would receive, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, he wants to persuade you. This is why he says in the book of Isaiah, Amen. Come now and let's reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You see, he wants to convince you that, amen, that baptism in his name and washing away your sins is, is better than anything else. Amen. God comes for that, that purpose was to convince us and to persuade us uh, the same way Paul is trying to persuade the church. This is why Paul says, I am persuaded that neither light nor death uh, nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We've got to be persuaded that we're not going to allow anything to pull us away from this pathway that God has put us on. Paul told the church at Galatia in the fifth chapter, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ have made us free, and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say to you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avail anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that called you. A little leaven leaven the whole lump. I am confident in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that trouble you shall bear his judgment whosoever he may be. Paul says, I am persuaded that if you're following the law, that it's not coming from God. If you're following doing wrong, it is not coming from God is coming from the enemies of your soul. You see, circumcision was ordained by God with Abraham. It was a type of cutting off the old and, and taking on the new. But in the New Testament, circumcision is done by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. It's cutting off the old ways of life and taking on the new life. You see, Jesus came to persuade us that heaven is better than hell. He's come to persuade us that life is better than death. Love is better than hate. Joy is better than sadness. Peace is better than turmoil. Right is better than wrong. Eternal salvation is always better than eternal damnation. Amen. You see, Jesus doesn't persuade you to do wrong. He's out to persuade you to do what is right. Amen. So if anyone can persuade you to do wrong, 
you know they are not of God. Amen. It's not about whether you can cut your hair or not, or wear this or that or not, or go here or go there or not, or watch this or watch that or not, drink this or drink that or not, eat this or eat that or not, marry him or her or not, live holy or not, live holy or not, tithe or not, tithe or not, separate from the world or separate from the world or not. It's not about that. It's about how persuaded are you that the Word of God is true. Because these things are in the Word of God. Amen. And if they're in the Word of God, you have to be persuaded that your salvation is important to you and this is what you do. Amen. These things are found in the Word of God. And the reason that people don't do them is because they're not persuaded that the Word of God is true. See, when you are persuaded that the Word of God is true, this is what John says, you don't have any man to teach you because the Holy Ghost will teach you what is truth. Amen. You see, you've got to be persuaded. This is what Paul says in Romans 14, 5. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. You've got to have that persuasion in your life that this thing is truth. Amen. The reason people backslide and quit serving God is they ain't persuaded that God is coming again. They're not persuaded that there's a heaven and a hell. You must be persuaded. The children of Israel was not persuaded in their mind that God could deliver them and set them free from their enemies. Amen. And so God says, okay, you are persuaded I can do it. How about trying another 40 years in the wilderness until you get persuaded? You see, some people don't think God can do anything about their situations and their circumstances. And so God says, okay, stay in it for a while until you believe me. Amen. You see, I've told you time and time again, God is not going to do anything for you that he told you already in his word. He's not. You're going to have to do it. When you look at Hagar, here she sat with, with Ishmael, amen. And as a result, she don't have any more water. The angel came and shows her the water, right? But she, he don't go get it for her. He says, there's water over there for you and the kid. She had to get up and go do it, amen. God is not going to do anything for you that's already in his word. You're going to have to be persuaded that it's true, and you're going to have to do it yourself. This is why James says, don't just be a hearer of the word you got to be a doer of the word and your deeds will be blessed amen if you want the blessings of god then you've got to do what god's word is telling you to do you have to be fully persuaded in yourself that this book is true amen jesus says heaven and earth will pass away but my word is not going to pass away watch this jeremiah 6 16 the lord says thus saith the lord stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where is the good way and walk therein and you shall find rest for your soul but they say we will not walk therein also I set watchmen over you saying hearken to the sound of the trumpet but they said 
we will not hearken. Therefore, hear you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my word, nor my law, but rejected it. So notice what God says. I'm trying to get you in the right way. So he says, ask where it's at so I can put you in it, and you'll find rest to your soul. And they says, we don't want that. So God says, okay, you don't want it, then live in evil for a while. Just watch and see what happens if you don't want to do it. You know, God's word is true. <laughs> and we have to be a doer of it. If not, we're going to suffer the consequences. Malachi 3, amen. Will a man rob God? Yet have you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have you robbed thee? And tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing, that there shall be no room shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your grounds, neither shall your vines cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. All nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. God doesn't need your money. Hear me. He just wants to see if you're persuaded to his word. Amen. The reason people don't tithe, they ain't persuaded that his word is true. Do you want to be blessed? Amen. Do you want to get rid of the devourer out of your life? Amen. Then obey God's word. Amen. Praise God. You have to be fully persuaded in your life. As where is the old path? Get into the right way and you'll find rest to your soul. Notice what God says. I will rebuke the devourer for you and I will keep you. Amen. In this peaceful state. Let me tell you something. If you've got a lot of worry in your life, it's not of God. He wants you to have rest. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is in life. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. There's not another way. You've got to be fully persuaded in your life that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. He is the only only way to heaven. You're not going to get there some other way. Amen. You can't buy your way into heaven. Amen. You, I was down at the car dealer one day, and this guy, we, I don't know how I got on this, but hey, we was talking. It was kind of elderly gentleman. He was telling me about he had to go to church. He says, but I, I'm paying my, my offering every Sunday. I don't go. He says, sir, I hate to tell you, but uh, ain't going to get you there. He looked at me. I said, that don't get you there. I said, you got to be born again, sir. 
And he kind of looked at me and says, well, maybe I guess I need to start going back to church. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You can't buy your way to heaven. You can't do enough good deeds to go to heaven. Just be persuaded that the word of God is true and do what it says you he's asking you to do. And I promise you, you will make it there. Amen. Hallelujah. Over's report, Isaiah said, will you believe? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before us as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He have no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as in our face from him. He is despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bore our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. You see that word grief there and that passage in Isaiah 53 it means malady amen the anxiety the calamities and the sicknesses amen God says I took it upon me how persuaded are you you said but pastor I'm still sick I'm still got pain I still got problems I got aches I got joints I don't can't figure it out if God took it from me what happened why am I still experiencing all these things and the confusion came in what you should ask is, how is the inward man? Amen. Because the scripture says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. What you should say is, all is well with my soul. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. Though this outward man has got pain, though this outward man has got problems, I'm being renewed day by day in the Lord Jesus Christ. All is well with my soul. Amen. I know the inward man is alright. I can't vouch for the outward even though he's got some pain sometimes. But this inward fella, he's alright. Amen. Praise God. We're troubled on every side. But we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Amen. How persuaded are you? Amen. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm saying. But if A ain't working, <laughs> somewhere A ain't working. If every time you go and they says, well, try this, try that, try this, try that, try this, try that. A ain't working. So you got to go to B. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. You've got to trust God. You've got to take Him at His word. Oh, everyone that thirsts, uh, come ye to the water and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk uh, without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat in your 
course that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness and climb your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you even the sure mercies of David. Amen. God says just come. Do you believe he wants you to have the best? Amen. This is what you've got to be persuaded in your life. Praise God. You got to be persuaded. There's an old story told about a flood took place, and you probably heard this. And the man, the house was flooding. He got up on the roof, and the, and the boat came through. He said, "Hey, get in." He said, "No, I'm waiting on the Lord." The guy said, "Here comes a helicopter. Let down the ladder." He says, "Hey, grab a hold of the ladder." He says, "No, I'm waiting on the Lord." You know, the rescue team come by. He says, "Hey, man, come on, let's go. Get in." He said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. And he wound up drowning. And he finally got up to heaven. You know this is a joke, right? <laughs> so he got up to heaven and says, God, why didn't you help me? He says, I did. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a rescue team. How much more do you want? <laughs> you, you got to be persuaded, amen, that God has your best interest in the heart, Amen. Why wait until some bad thing happened before we are persuaded? You can't praise God in the grave. Notice what Psalms 150 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him for the men's power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the sumpster of the heart. Praise him with string instruments and organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise you the Lord. You've got to be persuaded that as long as I got breath, I'm going to praise God. i got to be persuaded as the scripture says I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord my feet shall stand within thy gates O Jerusalem Paul said Timothy I give thanks of whom I served for my forefather with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee and my prayer night and day greatly desiring to see thee amen and mindful of your tears that I might be filled with joy when I called to remember the unframed faith that was in your mother and in your grandmother and I'm persuaded that is in you also. Amen. We've got to be persuaded about this thing. Paul says that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you. He will also quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit. But are you persuaded? He will lift you up. Praise God. You have to be fully persuaded in yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know why people quit smoking and drinking when they go to the doctor and they tell them they got cancer or cirrhosis of the liver? They're persuaded. They're fully persuaded. And then what? They quit. Why did they have to wait till they get something bad to happen to them to quit when it's been there all along? Ever since I was a kid on the side of cigarettes, is caution. Smoking can cause cancer. Caution. Liquor can give you cirrhosis of the liver. Come on, rocket scientists. 
get persuaded. Amen. If the doctor can persuade you, why can't Jesus? Why can't the doctor persuade you to take 900 pills? And I can't persuade you to come to church. Hello. Are you persuaded? What, what, why, why, why is it you tell your kid not to touch the hot stove and then they touch it? Anyhow, but I guarantee you don't have to tell them again, do you? Because now they're persuaded that it's hot. <laughs> you know, and they know. They get close to it. They feel that heat. They just back right away because they know now it's hot. They remember what happens before. Amen. See, we've got to be persuaded. Amen. If you never believe there's a heaven and a hell, you're not going to be afraid to, to stop doing what you're doing. Abraham was so persuaded of what God said that the Bible says when God told him to offer up Isaac, his only begotten son, he did not waver. He was persuaded because he had already realized that God had told him, amen, that in Isaac say your seed be blessed. And this is what the book of Hebrews says. By faith, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence he had received him in a figure, amen. So Abraham Abraham is already persuaded. God, you says he's going to be the seed. So if you kill him, if I kill him, you're going to have to raise him up again. He was persuaded. And so that's why he didn't hesitate to do what God's word told him to do. You, when you're persuaded that this thing is true, you're not going to be swayed to not do what God tells you to do. You will trust in the Lord with all your heart and you won't lean to your own understanding and all your way you will acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen. Joseph was so persuaded that they was gonna, God was going to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. He says, listen, God is going to deliver you and when he do, don't you leave my bones here in this place. When you go out, you take my bones with you. I don't know how many years from the time he spoke that, but when I look at scripture, he was 17 years old when he got the vision about the sheaves bowing down. I don't know how much after that, it long it was when he got to Egypt, but I do know that he was 110 years old when he died in Egypt, and amen. And if my calculations fall out any kind of way, the children was in bondage almost 400 years, so it was like maybe 300 years, give or take. Amen. That since he said that, but by the time Moses got down there to get him out. Amen. But he was persuaded that God was coming to get them and as a result, amen, when they came out, they brought his bones out of Egypt as well and they buried him in the land of Canaan, in the promised land because he had commanded them to say, don't leave my bones here. You've got to be persuaded. I know the Lord is coming back for his church. I am persuaded. I might be gone, but I'm here to tell you He's coming again, and you must be fully persuaded as well. 
The Bible also goes on in Hebrews 11 and says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and watch this, and was persuaded of them and they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country and truly if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out that they might have had opportunity to return but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city amen they were persuaded uh, that there's a better place uh, that God has a better place for us amen hallelujah amen the Bible is a book of promises amen and you just got to embrace them you just got to hold on to them Amen. Let no man steal your joy. Amen. Hold on and be persuaded in your life that he's coming again. Hallelujah. No matter the circumstance, no matter what you face. Amen. As the old song says, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Satan, he was busy. He said he'd soon be back. Just let the path grow nearer and he will lose the track. But I'm so full of glory. My Lord, I always find. And I just say to Satan, oh man, get thee behind. Because I am persuaded. I am fully persuaded. I am determined to hold out to the end. This old time religion, it makes me sing and shout. I don't have time to pout or anything to wild, pout, wonder or anything to pout about. They say that I'm too noisy. But when these blessings flow, I just shout hallelujah. And I want the whole world to know I am determined to hold out to the end. Because Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation. For I feel it in my soul. I am determined. To hold out to the end. Praise God. Are you just persuaded? Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to be persuaded. Because the book says the new Jerusalem is going to be 1,500 by 1,500 by 1,500 cubics by 1,500 cubics. Height, and breadth, and depth. So how long do you think it take to build a place that big? Now granted, God could just speak. But do you know how long it took Noah to build the ark? 100 years. He was 500 when God told him, and he was 600 when it rained. 100 years. But he was persuaded that it was going to rain. And eight souls were saved by water. Wherefore, baptism doth now save us. Amen. Not the moving away of the fifth of the flesh, but as an answer of a good conscience towards God. In other words, your mind, you're persuaded that what God says is true. And that's the thing you've got to believe is every word in the book. As the old song we used to sing, every word in the book is mine. Every verse, after chapter, every line. Amen. It is true. Amen. And you've got to be persuaded that this is the way. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Amen. If you've got persuasion in your heart this morning, do you need to be persuaded? If you hear you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I want to persuade you. <laughs> because neither is there salvation in any other. It's not in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's not in Buddha. It's not in Confucius. It's only in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. People can try to discord it, destroy it, change it, whatever. But there is no other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I want to open these altars today for you. Amen. If you want to be more persuaded in Christ, amen, that this is the way to build your strength in the Lord. Amen. Let it, let it take place in your life this morning. Amen.